This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Are you saying that you lack muscles in your tongue? Let's TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Football. Hey, can I hit that quarterback in the face? I want to do it. Football. Football, yeah. yeah. Football. All right, one one quick call here from John in Cottage Grove on our Mike Zimmer ripping Kyle Sloter discussion, and then uh, Kyle Sloter's dad coming to the rescue on Twitter. But John, what what are your thoughts? Go ahead. Hey, so uh, I like cheering for Sloter in the preseason. I know he's never going to be anything more than a third string quarterback, if even that. He just you know he's not good enough. But I wonder if. Uh, Zimmer calling out Slaughter is just a symptom of what Zimmer keeps on doing. Honestly, when I heard him do it, I was like, seriously, I'm getting tired of this. Uh, like, who who doesn't Zimmer call out sooner or later in the media? Uh, it's not just Slaughter. I mean, we went through this with Case Keenum, right? Uh, that's exactly what he did. He calls out kickers. He's called out guys for, like, even paychecks. And I'm wondering if if sooner or later this is just going to be Zimmer's downfall. You know, where the players just kind of get sick of it <laughs> uh, and turn on him. They kind of already did that a couple of years ago in Green Bay, right? Some of the defenders did that. I yep. wonder if it if it becomes an old story sooner or later uh, and guys are just like, you know what, we've had enough about this. Uh, and quite honestly, uh, if I was Kyle Slaughter's dad, I would say, you know what, you can criticize my son all you want, but next time win a playoff game without a miracle, then win a game, you know, when it actually matters. And and then we'll talk, right? right John and Cutter's girl, high and tight. <laughs> that was high and tight. Chin music, right there. Uh, it it m- might be his downfall eventually, but I can tell you this: it's never going to change. Ain't no one going to go to Zim and say, "Tone it down, Zim." Yeah. He and, and you know what though, I'm torn here because the caller's got a point. It's not a terrible point. I mean, there there are times when when you, when you're what five and zero at the time or undefeated at the time. And you finally lose a game, and you decide to call your entire offensive line soft, and everybody's like, "Is that really a good idea?" Because that's a really strong word. But then, as, as I wrote for our site, ScoreNorth.com, and, and of course, you can read this for free at um, the ScoreNorth mobile app. Thank you very it's much. Your one-stop shop for all written content. As absolutely, well. yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. The the flip side is Rocco, who always tells you things are fine, and then and then when I cover teams, that gets boring. So. It's hypocritical then for, for me to turn around and say, well, Mike Zimmer should never say these things, but Rocco should say more. So personally, I struggle here. I The only one that really stood out to me was calling an entire group the offensive line soft. I thought that's just going to backfire. See, to me, you. two things have stood out to me since since getting here in January that Mike Zimmer has said, because I feel like they they cross certain lines, they break certain un, unwritten rules that, are, that exist in NFL locker rooms and in that relationship between a coach and, and his players. One, when he brought up Xavier Rhodes' contract and talking about the fact that he needs to play better this year, I've I've thought for a long time and had it confirmed working with former NFL players, and I think this is just an unwritten rule across the board in professional sports locker rooms. 
coach, teammate, whatever the case might be, even a guy from another team, don't mess with another man's money. Don't even bring up another man's money. That is none of your business. If Mike Zimmer thinks Xavier Rhodes needs to play better, just say he needs to play better. Don't bring up the money. And there were some quotes from Xavier Rhodes a couple weeks after that that indicated that maybe those comments rubbed him the wrong way. So I don't think I was wrong in thinking that Zimmer crossed the line with that. And then here, another unwritten rule or line that he crossed with the whole, with this whole, uh, uh, not Sean Mannion, but uh, Kyle Sloter thing. It was like Kyle Sloter versus the media, and it sounded to me like in those quotes, they're up for interpretation, like he was taking the media's side. And he if, for sure is. Yeah. And and if I'm even if I'm not even if I'm in that locker room and not a friend of Kyle Sloter's, don't think he's a very good quarterback. I don't need to like my coworker or or think that they're great at what they do for the way my boss treats them to change the way I look at that boss. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And anytime it's player versus media. All the guys in that locker room want to know, anytime that that happens, the coach has got my back. And your coach just took the media side. That's something that I think ripples through a locker room. And I, that and the money thing, I think that, that really rubs players the wrong way and ripples through a locker room and beyond just the guy that you were talking about. I mean, can we, can we put something to bed about... I just want to put the Kyle Slaughter thing to bed in this regard. Because mm-hmm. I, I guess I don't really understand all the excitement about a second or third string quarterback in, in like what let's say you're if, if, if the Vikings choose Sean Mannion over Kyle Slaughter, which by the way, they are like, yeah. the only question is whether Slaughter makes the team as a third quarterback. Correct. Right. I mean, that's, that's where this is headed. The decision's been made. Yes. Yep. Okay. If they don't, I, th- I feel like people are making it sound like it's an epic colossal mistake to not have some investment in Kyle Slaughter in the future. Because what if Kirk Cousins doesn't stick around or is not as good? It's like, okay, let's go through a list real quick of the top quarterbacks in the NFL last season and where they came from. And I can assure you, for 95, if not 100% of them, it's not battling for a third or second string quarterback job in camp a few years into your career. Drew Brees was a second-round pick, was a stud college quarterback and a second-round pick, and was a franchise quarterback from the minute he stepped foot in St. Well, San Diego and then eventually detour, but New Orleans, right? Pat Mahomes, franchise quarterback. Okay, Russell Wilson was a third round pick, but won the job in his first camp yeah, and was a franchise quarterback. He's not a backup. Matt Ryan, franchise quarterback, first rounder. Philip Rivers, franchise quarterback, first rounder. Deshaun Watson, for, for Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, first round. You know, I mean, at best he's Ryan Fitzpatrick. At best, like the like the or Tyler Thigpen or Tyler Thigpen. Not at best, but like. Probably what he'll he'll just become, just a journeyman who maybe starts a and game on a, a bad starter, team. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like the angst is amazing to me. But like, this is but this is typical, right? It, it feels like every few years, if not on a yearly basis, we get the the third quarterback. I saw him in this preseason game, and he's fantastic. It's like okay, that doesn't mean a thing though. But I mean, this goes back. This dates back to the seventies, I think. Yeah, eighties for sure. I saw it. If Cousins 90s gets hurt, for sure, you're screwed. It doesn't matter if it's Sean Mannion or Kyle well, Slaughter. If, Sha- if Cousins gets hurt, you're screwed. It's if, over. If Sean Mannion can't do the job, you're screwed because Keenum came in and was pretty damn good. But Keenum was also but, like, think about it, he was the most prolific passer in college history. So at least even he came in and was like. But to your point, if Slaughter has to play. If Slaughter ever had to play, yeah, you're done. Your season's over. Mm-hmm. So that's and that's fine. But the other thing I think this year that adds a layer to this is this camp really has been pretty boring. Think about it. We've talked about butt sweat, 
<laughs> kickers. I don't see what's missing. I don't know. You say that's boring? Backup quarterback. Okay, kicker? we've got a, a buffet of butt sweat and kicker speculation. Let that sit there. You might want to mark that. I'm doing that. I can tell you are right now. But it, a so, buffet of butt sweat. And kickers. <laughs> it's got to have more than one thing. A buffet can't just have How butt you sweat. you both did it. How you both did it. Well, he wants it. Robbie, you want in? He wants it on the drop. Sure. In the buffet of butt sweat, do you use a ladle? Yeah, probably a ladle. Depends on how much butt sweat you have. In Bradbury's case, it's a lot of butt sweat. It's going to cause some problems. We saw a fumble on Sunday. I'm sure that was butt sweat related. That's the first thing that popped into my head. I can't lie. The first thing that popped into my the head fumble? on the botch snap, the yeah, fumble there was butt sweat. I cannot lie. And I think that's going to be the case all season, right? That's what Kirk Cousins has done. Kirk planted that seed of doubt. If he fumbles... Is, is it really bu- his fault? Is it the butt sweat? Or Garrett Bradbury's posterior? <laughs> Jed, you want to give us like three minutes on Oh, yeah. Yeah, Billy Garrett. Bill Garrett, Bill Garrett. new Here wild general manager. Uh, named, uh, he, he was Pittsburgh's assistant GM. He comes in today and will be introduced at 11 a.m. tomorrow to clean up the mess left by Paul Fenton. You know what? I can't give an assessment here be- because... Fenton came after Fenton had been an executive and assistant GM in Nashville uh, since the inception of that team, right? He had never previously been a GM. Okay. Bill Guerin has been an executive for eight years in Pittsburgh, including, I think, since 2014, if I'm not mistaken, assistant GM in Pittsburgh. Um, I do know this, and I know Rami loves it. Mm-hmm. I know. I, okay. The only the one. So I could tell you one thing. Phil, I'm all in on this certainty. hire. I don't know if you know this or not, but I am all in on the. What do we Phil all Garen hire? What do we way. always do, Phil? In football, especially. But what do we always do? We what, go to the when the, you change the six, a coach. The six, oh, the opposite of the guy that yes. you. Okay, Billy. Get, and all, you go to a successful franchise and pick the oh, like, second guy. But you all. Yeah. But you always find so so Fenton turned out to be just a raging jerk. We all know that he's just a jerk. The employees couldn't stand him. Morale was really really low. So today, Bill Garrett must have landed at MSP. Yeah, buddy. They drove him to the wild offices and immediately said, "Here, stand here with our new straight, team dog." Straight to the pup. Yep. Straight to Breezer. We've got my Bree- guy Breezer. We've got Breezer and Billy, the new warm, wa- loving, love it, um, soft, cuddly Minnesota Wild, and Breezer the dog and Bill Garrett. He's my favorite Wild. How do how do I refer to members of the Wild? Just Wild. He's my favorite. Probably it's nineteen years in. We're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's a terrible name. It's my favorite Wild Wilder. Wilder. <laughs> Your favorite Wild employee? Well, yes, that's and player yeah. too. Yeah. Breezer, I, just Breezer. Pull, I just pulled up the photos. M- How M- transparent oh, is this, Mackie? MN Wild Pulp. Oh, my God. You follow him on Twitter. Come on. Yes. What's wrong with it? <laughs> what is wrong with you Bill, guys? Bill Guerin's like, you hate puppies? Bill Guerin's like, let's get to work. And they said, before it's, you do that, here's Breezer. It's Bill Guerin in uh, a sport coat, button-up shirt, dress pants, and uh, look at this picture. I, I don't him, have to look at it. I saw it. It's him standing in front of some sort of like window with yeah. drapes, and he's I've been just looking got a at leash it all day. And a golden retriever. <laughs> yeah. No, but there are more personable ones than that. Look at this. He's here giving him a little ear rub, a little a little rub, rubby rub behind the ear, a little floppy ears. So on, dumb question, this guy. Who is that? His dog? No, this is the they Minnesota adopted. Wilds dog Breezer. They adopted it from a shelter. It's being trained to be a service dog. You don't, the Blues, who won the Stanley Cup, did this last year. They adopted a dog. You don't know about Breezer? We're telling you just now? You're just finding out about I've, Breezer? I've never heard of Breezer. This broke two I days ago? I have no idea. You don't follow him on Twitter? 
I, I'm, I'm hovering over his profile, and I can't bring myself Do to it. click on it. Do you know I, what he said? Does he tweet Freezer? in the first person, or the the first canine? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, you, he said. I yeah, the tweet announcing the Garen uh, hire said, "I have an announcement: a new human joined our team." Come on, he has way more followers than Jonathan. How do we need to, Jonathan? We need you to catch up here. Do you know what Breezer said, guys? Breezer has more followers than you on Twitter. Oh, okay. I think that's fair. Look at that dog! Wow! <laughs> Look at that dog! Although you're face. although you're paying no you're attention, I'm going to tell you what He's Breezer said. Boy. Breezer said one thing: Trinchuker. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> He's giving advice to Gary. This is going to be I'm genius. So offended. I don't even know what to say here. Come on, man. I think that's Ooh. fair. MN Wild Pup on Twitter. The profile is Woof. I'm Breezer. That's great. MN Wild's official rescue dog. Uh, I'll be chasing a career with uh, Soldiers 6 next year. Woof. Awesome. I'm Breezer. Awesome. Better mascot. Breezer or the squirrel at Target Field, which I fear might be dead. Did you read his first tweet? Did you read his first tweet? No. In which there are three pictures of my guy Breezer wearing a Minnesota Wild sweater, an actual sweater, not a hockey jersey. And cheesing for the camera. And cheesing for the camera, and it says, Goob Afternoon, the Minnesota Wild humans signed me to a contract. That's outstanding. Look at that guy. Oh, he's a good boy. How that's a good boy, you You know what? You know what? Win, win a bleeping hockey game. Who cares about hockey? Look at that face. You know what? I want to rub that belly. Exactly. Yes. We don't. Are you talking about Bill Guerin or the dog at this point? <laughs> good GM, or a little of both. Good GM. Good GM. GM do his job. Look at that guy. GM. Oh my God. Who's a good GM? Who's a You're good, gonna trade everybody. Who's, who's a good GM? No. no. You traded for a fourth line center. Who's a good GM now? No more no trade clauses. No more no trade clauses. Wow. <laughs> all right, Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app, the buffet of butt sweat, as Judd Zolgad would, would call this show. Real quick, before we dive into in other news, Hayden Eye Care Associates is offering up a $100 gift voucher for half price. That's right, only 50 bucks to get $100 worth of care and services from Hayden Eye Care Associates. Go to scorenorth.com keyword deals for this limited offer. Uh, eye care services include eye exams for kids and adults, contact lens fitting, vision correction, and management of age-related eye disease. So if you are a current Major League Baseball umpire, this is for you. Hayden Eye Care Associates, $100 gift voucher for half price, only $50. That would be scorenorth.com, keyword deals for this limited Mackie and Jeb with Rami offer. C.B. Buckner, come on down. (laughs) In other news. That's right. It's time for America's favorite new sports talk radio segment where we take a break from all that hard-hitting sports talk that we bring you here at Score North and give you some of the more weird and wacky news from around the world, including from New Zealand, where um, you guys have a fear. I have a fear of birds. You guys have a fear of birds? Anybody have a fear of birds? Fear? Yeah, like either large birds or large groups of birds freak me out. 
Really? Maybe. Yeah. No. If you, if, is this from seeing the movie, The Birds? Maybe. That, that I Hitchcock saw that movie? at a very young age. I don't know that I can directly relate it back to that, but it, this is as long as I can remember. I love that movie. Like, I remember being a kid and taking the garbage out. We lived in an apartment complex, and there was a huge dumpster, and crows would gather around it, as they do around a dumpster. And I would get nowhere. I would get, like, 20 feet from the dumpster and just chuck the <laughs> garbage bag and run the other way because I was so scared of birds. You have weird phobias. I know. Like I'm country aware. music, birds. And you're, I hate geese. Is that you why you hate, hate the St. Louis Cardinals so much? No, that's well, just Wait, wait, wait. To be clear, your, your girlfriend did not tweet that you hate them last night. She tweeted that you're afraid of them and she wants she made honking. To, she used to hiss at the geese when we would walk around to the keep park them away from you? by my house. Yeah, I have a fear. I have oh. a fear. I said I have keep a fear her. of birds. Any woman who will hiss at geese <laughs> to keep her men comfortable. Is, is, is that the test? <laughs> but anyway, so this story freaked me the hell out. The remains mm. of a human-sized monster penguin have been discovered in New Zealand, scientists announced Wednesday. The newly found species, Crossvalia wyperinitiens, is from the... <laughs> between 56 and 66 million years ago, making it one of the world's oldest known penguin species, according to a statement from the Canterbury Muse- Museum in Christchurch. The penguin was more than five feet tall what? and weighed what? more than 170 pounds, what? the statement said. Or was it Danny DeVito in <laughs> Batman 2? <laughs> you stole my joke. Tall, you stole my <laughs> joke. Yes, I was going to say, and he fought Batman. That's crazy, though. I'll be at open mic night on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. And it becomes part of a group of gigantic but extinct New Zealand birds, including the world's largest parrot, a massive eagle, a huge burrowing rat, the moa, which I don't even know what that is, and other large penguins, scientists said. That's terrifying. Five feet, 170 pounds. Like, penguins seem cute and, like, cuddly and harmless. Ugh. A five foot, 170 pound penguin will mess you up. So, okay. wait, so th- this was from, d- did they have an estimation on when the remains were? Uh, uh, they said the, the remains are between 56 and 66 million years old. Oh, okay. Well, they were all the. Creatures were like that back at the time. I wouldn't worry about that. It was like that. a dinosaur penguin. Yeah, it's a dinosaur deal. Yeah. It's a dinosaur penguin. That's okay, awesome. what is. That's question cool. off that. Because you know, a five foot penguin is terrifying. Because yeah. it's, it's mostly because you're not expecting a penguin to be that large. Right. It's just like. It's just jarring and shocking that you would see a penguin at five feet tall. What Unless you some... took psychedelics, you might see a five foot tall penguin. <laughs> that might be a thing that oh, you see. Oh, man, these shrooms. <laughs> what a penguin. Actually, wasn't there a five foot tall penguin in. Uh, Either Billy, like Billy Madison, right? Yes. Wasn't there a giant yes. penguin? Yes. Billy yes, there was. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of the, uh, if, if not counting like lions or something. Sure. Like what's another ordinarily small animal that would be terrifying if you ran into it at human size? We talked, oh, at human size? Anything. They're like five feet tall. Anything. Like a house cat. I don't like coming close to wildlife, dude. Like, I love animals. I don't like seeing animals out in the wild. I have no interest in that. Squirrels, for sure, right? Yeah. Huge Can you squirrel? imagine a human-sized like squirrel? Like that thing running, and a, and instead of going through Kepler's legs, it bowls him over from behind? going 28 <laughs> miles an hour, dude. Yeah. 28 miles an hour at human size? Can it play center field? <laughs> It'll run into walls. My God! In other news, all right. <laughs> Squirrels uh, on the IL again. Um, we're not sure when he's going to be back. Now it's um... in other news. This is from from PostFun.com, and I, I to me this is kind of a fun. It's almost like 
It's definitely a clickbait story that makes you go one of those that it's a headline that says I hate these. A neighborhood couldn't these. figure out a neighborhood couldn't figure out where a strange smell was coming from. And you have to click like a thousand links to get yes. to the payoff, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna it's I'm not gonna take you through it. all a thousand, but I want you to try and guess what this was all at right. the end, okay? Okay. A neighborhood couldn't figure out where a strange smell was coming from. And again, this is like thirty pages of click through, click through, click through. So I'm gonna condense it as much as I can. All right. For some time, a home in Madagascar that was believed to be vacant was giving off a foul smell. While many of the residents in the area thought the house had been abandoned, that was far from the truth. At one point, the smell became so intense in the neighborhood that the people around the neighborhood felt as though they were being suffocated. They wondered how much a smell, how much this type of a smell could come from a house with nobody in it. Finally, they pinpointed the location. They found the house. At first, the residents in the neighborhood couldn't put a finger on where the smell was coming from. Uh, They just tried to ignore it. Nobody wanted to point fingers. The neighbors were perplexed. And although everyone assumed the house had been abandoned, surprisingly, people were seen coming and going from the home eventually. People couldn't believe anyone would go anywhere near that foul-smelling house, but there were people suspiciously operating in and around the house. Meth. They're making meth. Animals? Was it meth? Was it people? So finally, finally, there's people digging in the backyard. Neighbors heard a noise. Cops heard a noise as they were trying to figure out where the smell was coming from. Okay. As they made their way through the house, everybody stopped in their tracks when they heard this noise. As it turns out, there were more people on the property, people that may have lived here, people who were digging holes in the backyard and suspiciously put their hands up when police officers came to the backyard, even though they weren't doing anything illegal, they were digging holes. Their actions were such that, oh my God, we're doing something potentially okay. illegal. All right. So not only was the house not abandoned, there were people digging holes and looking guilty in the back of this house. All right. So police start asking questions. I'm legitimately cur- curious enough that I would have clicked through all 20 of the links that it took to get to the payoff now. This is link 17. The floor was moving. Upon entering the rooms, it was clear that the interior of the house had been completely destroyed. Everything was falling apart. There was no light. The ceilings and the windows were all covered in cobwebs. Police were still looking around to find the source of the foul stench when they discovered something unbelievable. What do you guys think was inside the house? Those big weird worm things from the movie Tremors? That's the first thing that pops (laughs) in your mind. (laughs) <laughs> so where where is Kevin the bacon wasn't found around the property? Where Ronnie. is it? <laughs> Madagascar. No, but I where in the, the house, picture here. I'll show but you. Like where in the house? Um, did they find the source? So, um, it's a good question. It's hard to tell from the photo, but it looks like uh, what used to be some sort of living room situation that's abandoned. I am I decomposing people who are dead. Living tortoises. What? Tortugas? That's right. Living what? Williams Astadios. Okay, that's disgusting. What? They were okay. an abandoned were they house. Breeding turtles? They were breeding tortoises of some kind inside that was this the house. Yes. They were breeding turtles. Yes. Uh, apparently, they were no oh. ordinary tortoises. Police had no clue where they all came from. There were just hundreds and maybe thousands of tortoises. In every room in the house. This is an abandoned bathroom with tortoises. Oh, my God. I don't want to sound like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> make me puke. Isn't that yeah. weird? Yes. It's very weird. You think? That's super in weird. News. It lives up to the in other news. Dateline Rochester, New York. 
an airport security worker in New York. <laughs> this was literally going to be my next one. Well, that person's been fired <laughs> for handing a passenger a handwritten note that simply said, you ugly. The June incident came to light this week <laughs> after passenger Neil Strassner obtained security v- video through a public records request and posted it to YouTube. All right. <clears throat> The, it came from the Greater Rochester International Airport and shows the worker handing Strassner the note after he passes through the metal detector. Strassner said he didn't think much of it and continued towards his gate. That's when he says the the woman yelled out from the security gate, You gotta open the note! Strassner said that when he did, the woman burst out laughing. He later complained to her supervisors. The Transportation Security Administration says the woman worked for a contractor. The agency said it has, quote, zero tolerance for this type of behavior. <laughs> Funny or not? It's kind of funny. It is kind, it's of, funny. kind of funny. Like yeah. I, if I got that, that, I'm creative, tra- but it's still kind of. If funny. If I got that, and I'm traveling. I think I'd laugh. <laughs> Wouldn't you laugh? If I got a you ugly note. You ugly? Yeah. From a, I think I'd laugh. I feel like they're big. We need to lighten up, lighten up a little bit at airports, you know. <laughs> I don't think it's, I'd go right to the supervisor. It's been a while, okay? Let's lighten up a little bit at airports. Oh, I'm saying, I'm saying. I saw the person who handed the note. They, she has no business handing anybody a note. But that that's says what makes, you ugly. But that's what makes it funny. <laughs> I guess. Like if it was from an attractive person, then it's sort of offensive. It's like, well, I don't look as good as you do. But the fact it's an ugly person handing, I think it's funny. The funnier thing to do at airports. Once you're through security, yeah, and you're by by the gates. By the way, I don't get to do funny things at airports. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie yeah. Matlock. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well, here's, you get to do right. some interesting things at airports, but they're not funny. Here's our Rami I follow protocol to a T. Sir, please follow us to the back room. <laughs> okay, here's okay. Here's my Rami airport challenge. Okay. Okay. When when you get through security and you get to the gate areas and people are people are kind of standing around waiting to board, right? Just walk up to someone mm-hmm. and whisper. Walk up from behind and whisper. Don't get on the plane. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good idea. And never. They say, and they say what? Huh? I would never. You say you don't want to get on this plane. <laughs> oh. I would never. Do you ever. know how much time you do? <laughs> you you could probably get away with that. I could never ever get away with that. I bet you do three years. Oh, easy. Yeah, for sure. Hard time too. Still water. Don't get on the plane. Trust me. <laughs> Prison, not jail. There's someone that's driving to the airport right now and is hearing you whisper, yeah. don't get on the plane. It's and really... thinking, oh, it's a sign. Yeah, exactly. It's They're a afraid sign. to fly. <laughs> you guys have never sat next to a little kid on a roller coaster and said, oh my God, it's not supposed to sound like that? No. I hate, well, I hate roller coasters. I ain't getting on them to torture the kid. Oh my God, kid do you hear torture that? Me? What's that rattling noise? It's not supposed to do this. Stop, stop the ride. Stop the ride. <laughs> when I was a kid, yes, I did that all the time. That's terrible. <laughs> No. You're not scared. I am a roller coaster. Oh, I don't do roller coasters. Uh, if you think that's scary when you're on a plane, how about this? Videos posted online document chaotic scenes inside a Delta Airlines flight as it incurred seven hours of delays, which saw police called to stop frustrated passengers brawling. Thursday, <laughs> Thursday's three fifty-two p.m. Eastern Time Delta flight from New York's. John F. Kennedy Airport to Miami was delayed due to poor weather with flight data showing it didn't leave until 1.10 p.m. or until 11.10 p.m. They were supposed to take off at 3.52, took off at 11.50, at 11.10. In the meantime, crammed on board the Airbus A320, passengers began to brawl. Videos and testimony posted to Twitter by passengers show 
And this is a reading a tweet, a small sample of the decreasing chaos happening right now aboard Miami-bound Delta 2385. It's sitting on the tarmac at JFK for eight hours. Jeez. Passengers kept on board with no clear info, and now armed officers responding to a fight. Dude, that's do you have to Do you have to stay on the plane if it's on the tarmac and delayed? Yes. I'm never flying again. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. I'm never oh, yeah, flying. Yeah. I can't get off the plane. Something similar I'm happened. I'm trapped in this tube for eight hours. Yes. I had, uh, I had a situation. I can't remember. Was this like a, was this last, some, sometime in the last 12 to 15 months, I was supposed to fly out at like six o'clock in the morning somewhere. And I wind up, we, it was a snowstorm kind of situation. We sat on the plane for four hours on the tarmac. Couldn't do anything. Four hours on the tarmac. Why can't they just let you off the plane? Well, so if you leave the gate, the problem is when you leave the gate, they've now assumed that you are taking off. Right. And so another plane is scheduled to come and fill the gates that you were at. And so if if it's cr- a crowded time at the airport, I'm yeah. guessing there's just like no gates open. No, this is an emergency. Or you're get waiting that- to maybe you might you might get clearance to fly and so you have to stay in line. Get that big inflatable slide out. I'm getting off the oh, no, but, but that's when that's when cops show, show up with guns and say, no, you're not going to leave this plane. And I don't even want to fly anymore. Out. I want off. I don't even want to go wherever we're going. Hey, don't, don't, get, <laughs> don't get on the plane. And now I'm raising a scene no. on an airplane that's grounded. <laughs> you are so, and now I'm the biggest problem. You are so drugged up on cocktails by this point, you don't know your own name. It's and not, then so I wake up and we're still in Minnesota? Do you have any idea? How they, much of a tragedy that would be for me? Drug you some more. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you went shopping in, in Arizona and don't remember it and bought a bunch of stuff. <laughs> These cocktails they give you, they're potent. Really nice sweater. That was In Other News, our weekly he's reprieve about from it. the hard-hitting sports He's news. drunk and drugged, and he's worried about being stuck on the plane. Show another movie! You've already chopped up all your drama meat and started it. I didn't so. even consider that. That's true. I'll be knocked out. Y'all go ahead and fight. I'm fine. We will wrap with Royce when we come back here. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Right now... We're getting our degenerate gambling uh, uh, side on here, our fix on our TCL 55-inch Roku TV with this daily wager. So it's our guy Doug Kazarian right there. We had Doug Kazarian yeah. on the show a couple times. Very good. Good guy. So TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand, and when you combine the picture quality, the price, and all the entertainment and streaming options with a TCL TV, partner that with a TCL Alto soundbar, which connects to any TV, but obviously TCL is your is your best combination, giving you access to uh, connect to your phone and to uh, to just fill your room with amazing sound. That's the best combination. TCL Alto Soundbars and America's fastest-growing TV brand, TCL. 5,000-plus streaming channels, 500,000-plus movies and TV show episodes. You can't go wrong if you're a cord cutter with a TCL TV. Stop into any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities, and do a, a little test run. Just stare at a TCL TV for yourself. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. 542 here at Score North. Time for the Score North download. Greg Rosenthal, NFL Network, was on with Rich Eisen yesterday talking about chances for NFC teams to make the Super Bowl. And he said this about the Minnesota Vikings. I think there's a group, though, and I put the Vikings in there. The Vikings, the Saints, and the Rams, where it wouldn't be a surprise if any of those teams made the Super Bowl. But the Vikings are the one I feel like aren't getting as much attention for whatever reason. Adding Kubiak to that offense with a defense that 
you can't really keep together that long mm-hmm. in the salary cap era, but they have, and is that talented, seem as primed as anyone. Another one of the best offensive minds of the 21st century, Gary Kubiak, who to me is a godsend for that team is exactly what they needed. What do you think, Vikings fans? What are their chances to make the Super Bowl out of the NFC this year? Let us know over on Twitter, at Score North on Twitter, at SKOR North on Twitter. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mac and Jonathan Rami. Thank you, Jonathan. TCL Broadcast Studios. Time to wrap with Royce. Where are you, Patrick? You're on the road, correct? I'm on the road, but I think I got a new occupation here. I was driving through Sioux Falls today. Yeah. And uh, a couple of uh, guys doing afternoon sports were interviewing. Uh, they were interviewing uh, Fallis, right? Okay. To get their inside scoop on the new uh, new general manager, and neither of them had heard of Bill Guerin. I could move to Sioux Falls and become the hockey expert. <laughs> At least I'd moved. At least I'd heard of Bill Guerin. He only played in the league about twenty three years, right? Yeah. Two Stanley Cup finals, was, yes, titles. The guy said I, I the guy said I don't want to try to pronounce his name. <laughs> it's Garen. G C U E R I N. I'm now the hockey expert of Sioux Falls if I want to be <laughs> Anyway. What's rent like out there, Pat? <laughs> Pretty reasonable, I think. And you might have to, you know, you can move ten miles out of town, and you're then you can get on your tiptoes and see the Black Hills and so countryside. So, uh, yeah, that would that would be. Uh, I think you could look pretty cheap out yeah. there. All right, we, let's let's throw this this question to Pat because we we dove into this off the top of the show. So, based on where the Twins are right now, sitting a couple games up, where do you put the bar for what you expect? Like what? What's what? What constitutes a successful season at this point for the Twins, Pat? It's already been one, in my opinion. I don't think that uh, this is as I told you a couple of days ago. I'm I'm shocked by what has been accomplished, and uh, you know now if they lose, how many they got left? Forty. Uh, I don't know when they got left. Forty. They lose thirty out of forty. It's not successful. If they win half of them, and whatever happens, happens. Uh, uh, I, I think it's already been uh, surprisingly successful as far as I'm concerned. Now they might have lost Rosario today. Or what are they saying? He's okay. What do I, I don't know, a little hamstring or something? Yeah, right hamstring, I believe, Patrick. Well, you know what that means Tightness, with these yes. guys. Also. You know what that means with these guys? 10-day IL? DL. Oh, DL. Sorry. Sorry. Disabled us still. Oh, I don't do it. I don't do IL. DL was good <laughs> enough. Wood, for Woodrow Wilson, it's good enough for me. Okay, <laughs> I don't do IL. Woodrow Wilson, I don't do I. Well, it goes back to about 1910, and now all of a sudden we got to change it. Uh, I mean, Pat Horse and Buggy was good enough for Woodrow yeah, Wilson. Really. I know people were I getting know. polio in 1910. So we kept that around. <laughs> do you do you really think there are handicapped people walking around that? are outraged because they said somebody went on the 10-day DL. you got to be a very sensitive jackass if that really bothers you. Uh, you know, and, you know, it's... Occupation it's sensitive jackass. we get we got many, many problems in this country, but saying DL isn't one of them. Man, Woodrow Wilson just rolling hey, over in his grave hey, right Ro- now. Hey, Royce, your thoughts on the rally squirrel? I know you love it. Kill a road. It's a squirrel. If these things didn't have bushy tails and we saw them in our yard, we'd be throwing dynamite at them. They're useless. They, as I said on Twitter, 
They'd bite your baby's arm off if they had a chance. You know, they'd gnaw. You had a fat little kid out there uh, sitting in a, you know, uh, something, you know, just sitting there relaxing. They'd come over and destroy him. They'd eat his head. Uh, but we think they're so cute. Yeah. Where was he? He didn't show up today, though. So now all of a sudden we can't hit because uh, uh, Lucas Giolito had nothing to do with it today. It was the fact that the squirrel only comes out at night. Huh? Yeah, I think, uh, I th- is this the same squirrel that was, how long do squirrels live, ago. I guess, is my first question. Oh, no, it's not the Luke Hughes squirrel. It's not the Brendan Harris? Or Brendan Hughes, yeah. Too long. That's how long they live. Too long. Uh, you know me. I hate cute. I hate cute. And when they oh when no, just beat when you just beat cute bloody. I really hate it. Today I turn on the MLB network at like ten thirty this morning. They're laughing about the squirrel. I almost drove off the road. I was so upset. Average, you know, average lifespan of a squirrel, 11 to 12 years. Sorry to interrupt, Pat. Go, what? Go right ahead. Yep. Really? Yeah. No. How long? 11 to 12 years. So that might be the same squirrel that was running around could Brendan be. Harris's legs in the 2010 season. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it could be. Oh, I'm sorry. No, could 11 be. and 12 months. Oh. I'm sorry. 11 <laughs> and 12 months. My bad. Yeah, there's a small difference there. However, in captivity, yeah. we squirrels to. have lived over okay, 20 years. Sorry, go ahead. Back in the day, back in the day when we, uh, you know, when you hunted pheasants and ducks and and uh, things like that, when I was a youth, and then in the uh, in the winter you'd uh, you'd hunt cottontail rabbits because uh, you know that the rat they're very good. rabbit is very good if you know how to prepare it. But if you're out walking through a woods and you look up and you see a squirrel's nest up there. You just shoot it just in case there was one up there. <laughs> Even if you didn't see him, you just blast this. You just blast the squirrel's nest open. You took a few down. Back backwoods, Pat here. Pat, speaking of cute, did you see that the uh, that the Minnesota Wild signed a free agent golden retriever named Breezer to a contract? Did you see they have a new a new dog? Yeah, why why did why did we do this? Because it's cute, Pat. People like dogs. <laughs> yeah, but what, what, good what marketing. Live mascot or what? Well, kind of. What are we uh, going to do with it? Uh, it's uh, it's at M N Wild Pup. The dog's name is Breezer, and uh, and Breezer tweeted a couple days ago that the Wild Humans signed me to a contract, and uh, Breezer is a rescue dog oh. from Coco's Heart Dog Rescue, which is based in Hudson, Wisconsin. So, by the way, oh. we signed a Scotty dog to a contract, which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, are there I, no dogs in here? I believe in dog rescue, but I also hope the Wild never win another game as long as they're, <laughs> as long as they're in existence because they think this is cute, right? They think it's cute. They're not doing it to rescue a dog. They're doing it to be cute. Hey, Patrick. They they literally, Bill Guerin landed at the airport, was raced to uh, the team offices in St. Paul, and they immediately tweeted out pictures of Bill Guerin with Breezer the dog. these things you're ruining my evening <laughs> don't tell me these things let's have breezer go see if he can run down the squirrel and shoot it. <laughs> then i'd be on breezer's side let's have a breezer chases the squirrel uh be you know out there that'd be great yeah now i'm really going to ruin your day because i found an article on mentalfloss.com 10 things that uh, you might not have known about woodrow wilson and number six mm-hmm. is woodrow wilson kept a flock of sheep on the white house lawn <laughs> 
I'm, I'm pro sheep. I don't want to say that as a farm boy from Minnesota, you know, if a guy grew up in the country, there's a lot of them that are pro sheep, but I, that wasn't the reason I was. Here, let me say this. I think it is to go back to sports. Don't you think it's wonderful to see a guy like Lucas Giolato to Lido to go out there today and just say, sorry, fellas, it ain't happening and blow everybody away. I think that's magnificent. Then to see, you know, I was listening to Provis and he said that was probably his last pitch at the end of the eighth. Nope. He went out and finished it. And I think this is wonderful. And by the way, the twins have to face him again next Tuesday in Chicago. They so, do. Uh, and the, and, and the twins yeah. should be envious because right now the twins have nobody that resembles that on their starting staff. And, and, and that, and big, big Mike's been fine, but you know, seven innings and four runs yeah. and you're giving him a standing O basically. Yeah. So. But this is, uh, I mean, this, this doesn't happen anymore that they, uh, you know, the guy just goes out like that. You, you get, you get six doubles, three home runs, score 14 runs. And, uh, then this guy, this kid goes out there and does that this afternoon. Wow. And, uh, what do you think? You think Hector's, uh, did, did, is Hector still employed by the White Sox after last night? I don't know. We tried to put a call in to see if we could get him on Why the show. Why don't we get him today, on the show? He, yeah, he loves the he, show. He owes you. He owes you six shows. Yeah. He, owes you six. True. he bailed on you. He bailed on you with six left. That was the most. I was fearing for his life, weren't you, last night? I mean, those were rockets. Unbelievable. I, honest to God, I didn't recognize him, but I looked, turned on TV, and I thought they had a position player pitching. Well, they basically did. Let's be honest. Yeah. Then it turned out to be Hector. And, and you know, uh, what I loved was his head shaking. Like, now this was shocking that this slop he was throwing wasn't working. You know? <laughs> he's just be, he's baffled know. as to how these line drives could be ringing off. He probably the was, though. Hector being Hector, he probably was very surprised. Thank you to uh, thank you for not reminding me. I was the guy that closed the deal for you to have Hector. Oh, was <laughs> <Yeah>. that you? <laughs> nice work, Pat. <laughs> Remember, I was down there in the office with Dustin. I said, "I think we get Hector." <laughs> in fairness, I think the I think the chain of events there was Glenn Perkins had shoulder surgery, and then Trevor May yeah. like needed Tommy yeah, John surgery. Had, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Trevor lined up, and then and we didn't know where the hell to go. And I said, "I get you, Hector." <laughs> God, that's like that's like saying I can get you syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if we could go back, if we had to choose. (laughs) Syphilis wouldn't go away. Hector did. Wow. That was brutal last night. That was brutal. All right. Well, Pat, we'll be at the fair tomorrow, and uh, the invitation is is open. No squirrel. No dog. Let's just play sports. Okay. Come on. All right. Let's stop being cute. Anti-cute. I'm anti-cute. Come on. All right. See you, Pat. Thanks, Pat. Look, he's, he just hangs up. And thank you. Well, no, he did say a breezer can go to Target Field and find the squirrel and eat it and kill it. He's on breezer's side. I've never met anybody who's taken the definitive stance of anti-cute. That's a first for me. Yeah, Pat, definitely not. not oh, surprising. long ago, too. Yeah, That's been Pat's thing for a long time. Yeah. I think the first time the squirrel thing happened, it was 2010. The squirrel came in, clearly a different squirrel. Unless you want to go back and check your metric on that. Is it, is it's it months 15, or years? It's 15 months. years now. 11 okay, to 12 yeah. months, but in captivity, they've lived over 20 years. What does that mean? I don't know, man. People have squirrels Pet in squirrels? captivity, and they live longer, apparently. 
I would imagine, and then they become like that penguin that's just like five feet long. I would imagine that what contributes to that low average lifespan is predatory uh, uh, behavior in the wild. Yeah, like like, like Ford Tauruses, hawks, coyotes, Ford Tauruses. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, tires. And in, in in captivity, that's not that's not an issue. So they can live much longer. Just don't because they're at the bottom of the food chain. So they can live ten or fifteen or twenty years, but they're idiots and they run out into right. traffic yes. or they fall from trees. Right. Or a hawk comes down and gets them out of absolutely nowhere. Have you guys ever seen that happen? No. That's actually terrifying. Amazing. Because small dogs can be gotten by hawks, too. They can. That's really, that's scary to me. But I've I've seen a hawk. No laughing matter. Like, drop and grab something and just take off. It's It's amazing Uh, to watch. Yeah, unless it's your dog. Well, yeah. No. I I will say, I swerve out of the way of squirrels. Oh, I do, too. I mean, as long as as long as I have an out, like I've, if, if, I've it's, killed two. if it's me or the squirrel, I've killed two. <laughs> You've killed two squirrels, yeah, with your Today bare hands or, or total. <laughs> oh, in my car, in my life, I've killed two squirrels. I once, I couldn't get out. I couldn't swerve in this, time. This haunts me. Took them out. I don't have. To, I don't even have time. Uh, real quick, I ran over the back end of a squirrel. I looked in my rearview mirror, and it was trying no, to run off the road. No, no. The I hope oh. you took it to the hospital. I hope we, you turned around. God, God, we are at the Minnesota State Fair tomorrow <laughs> through Labor Day. Come hang out squirrels. with us, Mackie and Judd with Rami. Sick, Rami. <laughs> it was really <laughs> quite pleasurable. <laughs>